calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Infinity, and this is my best friend, Gertie. Hello! Gertie is a Galapagos tortoise. They're the oldest living land animal on the planet. That's right. I'm 186 years young. And I'm eight years old. Thanks to Gertie's special time-traveling show, we can go to any time in the world. Together, we travel to the past and visit musicians throughout history. Who knows where we'll go today? And her best friend, Gertie. Learning all about the past on a tortoise shell that moves so fast. Who knows where we will go today? Could be anywhere or any day. History is right here with us with time traveling, Tanya and Gertie! Boy, do I love baseball games! Go fighting fireflies! Me too! Let's go fireflies! And now it's time for the seventh inning stretch! Oh, good! My legs are all sorts of crammed up in this shell! This is my favorite part of baseball games. I thought your favorite part was the snacks. Okay, my second favorite part. Because we get to sing about snacks! Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back. Hey, what did fans do for the seventh inning before this song? Probably just stare at each other and think, ow, I need to stretch. <laughs> Maybe so. Hey, why don't we find out ourselves? On today's time traveling adventure? That's right. Hop on my shell and put on that seatbelt. Okay, but we gotta be back by the ninth inning. I need to root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Now hold on tight. We're going to meet the guys who wrote Take Me Out to the Ball Game. First, can I order a hot dog? Okay, never mind. Too late. Welcome to New York City 1908. Ooh, very city-y. 
Um, Gertie, why are we riding the subway? Are we headed to a baseball game? Because the subway is where Take Me Out to the Ball Game all started. Wow! They played baseball in the subway during this time? No, silly! But the man over there, he was inspired to write the song while riding the subway. Tanya, meet Jack Norworth. Nice! Hi, Jack. Good to meet you. Do you always write songs on the subway? Depends. You really never know when inspiration will hit. Jack is a songwriter and vaudeville performer. What's a vaudeville? Sounds like the evil stepmother from a movie. <laughs> vaudeville is a type of variety show. It's usually a mix of comedy and music with different performers. Hey, kind of like the talent shows I have in my backyard. Sort of. Only these performers get paid. I really should start selling tickets to my talent shows. Um, yeah. I'm also part of the Tin Pan Alley. Oh, I am so sorry you live in an alley. That sounds rough. No, the Tin Pan Alley is a group of songwriters and music publishers. We make all the big hits. Cool. Here in the early 1900s, cities are becoming more popular because of the factory jobs opening up. And interesting fact, America only has 46 states in 1908, not 50 like we have now. By gum, we'll find more states? Yes, but I'm getting us off track. Jack was born in 1879 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Great sandwiches in Philly. Trust me, I went there once on vacation. Even more off track. Technically, I was born John Godfrey Noth, but I changed my name to Jack Norworth when I went into showbiz. It just flowed better. Jack's dad was an organ builder and a choir director at their church. Though theater was not considered a good career to go into, when he was 20, Jack followed his dreams. Wait, I'm confused. Did you want to go into theater, or did you want to be a baseball player, and that's what inspired you to write the song? Ha! Gosh, no. The theater. The theater. I've never seen a single baseball game in my life. What? And you wrote the most famous baseball song ever? What can I say? I had a good idea. It was on this very subway that Jack saw an advertisement sign that read, Baseball Today, Polo Grounds. And the lyrics just came to me so I quickly scribbled them down on the back of an envelope. All because you wanted to see this thing called a baseball game. Actually, the idea came more from thinking about my girlfriend. Was she a baseball player? Nope, but she's a very different kind of gal. Jack's girlfriend is a woman named Trixie Ferganza. Now there's a fun name. Trixie does vaudeville with me. She's also a suffragist. Oh no, what is she suffering from? No, suffragist. In this time, women don't have the same rights as men. They can't own property and they can't vote. Well, that's not fair. You're right, it's not. So she's an activist who demands the right to vote, which is called women's suffrage. I like this Trixie gal already. She's great, very outspoken, which is unusual for women in this time. It's why my song is an ode to her. Take me out to the ball game, take me out to the... Yeah, I don't remember anything about a girl. Trust me, it's in there. But first, let's meet Jack's partner, because Jack may have written the lyrics. But I'm not a composer. After I wrote it, I looked at the words on the back of my envelope and thought, pretty good. Then I immediately took them to a Tin Pan Alley friend of mine. Come on, he lives right off this next stop. Here we are at my pal's studio. Hiya, kid. I'm Albert Von Tilzer. Nice to meet you, Albert. Albert was born Albert Gum in 1878 in Indianapolis, Indiana. 
His parents were Polish Jewish immigrants. Like Jack, he also changed his name. I adopted my mom's last name from before she got married, Tilzer, but I wanted to make it sound even classier, so I added the bond. You do sound classy. Hmm, maybe I should class up my name. Tanya Von Infinity. When Jack brought me his lyrics, I knew just what to do with them. Because you love baseball? Nope, never been to a game. You gotta be joking me. Neither of you have been to a baseball game? We just write good songs. We knew that more songs have been written about baseball than any other sport. Hundreds of them, but none of them were big hits. Until our song came along. By then, Jack had stayed friends with Trixie, but married a different woman named Nora Bays. What can I say? The vaudeville circuit is a small community. Nora sang the song and made it popular with their vaudeville audiences. So we registered it with the U.S. copyright, and it's the way we prove that we wrote the song. And a man named Edward Meeker will record it for the Edison Phonograph Company. A phonograph is an early version of those round records that spin while a small needle runs along its grooves and creates the music. It became an instant hit. Our song topped the charts for seven weeks. As I live and breathe, it turned out to be the most popular song of 1908. And then everybody started stretching to it at baseball games. Actually, the first time it'll be played at a ballpark won't be until 1934 at a high school game. And later that same year at the World Series. That's 26 years. Whoa, talk about being patient. It'll take 20 years until Albert sees his first baseball game. And 32 years after Jack wrote the song, he'll finally go to his first major league game. And? Never cared much for it. That's fine. You gotta be kidding me. You know the song, Tanya, because it became a tradition to sing it in the 70s during the seventh inning stretch, thanks to the famous Chicago announcer, Harry Carey. Okay, but I still never heard any part about a girl named Trixie in the song. I'm not even sure that really exists. It's no applesauce. It's the truth. You see, there are more lyrics to the song than just the part we sing at baseball games. Also, I don't use her real name. I call her Katie Casey and Nellie Kelly. But trust me, I'm talking about Trixie. In these other lyrics, Katie's boyfriend calls her up to take her to a show. But she is no ordinary gal. She'd rather go to a baseball game. Now that's my kind of date. The point he's making is that she wanted to go to the baseball stadium, a place that in this time, usually men only go to. And she doesn't just go. Katie knows all about the sport. Again, unusual in the early 1900s. Katie represents a new woman of our time. She doesn't sit quietly like ladies are expected to. She stands, she argues with the umpire, she's full of passion. One time I got benched for arguing with an umpire. Hashtag worth it. I like Trixie. So while the song is about baseball, it's also secretly about her fight for women's suffrage. Katie Casey was baseball mad, had the fever and had it bad. Just to root for the hometown through every zoo. Wait! I do care if I get back! I'm supposed to root, root, root for the fireflies in the ninth inning. You're right. Sorry, boys, we gotta go. Back on my shell, Tanya. Bye, Jack. Bye, Albert. Thanks for writing the greatest baseball song ever.
Bye, Bye kiddo. kiddo. And thanks for including us ladies. Even if people don't know all the words to the song, it's still pretty cool. Hey, women can root for the team just like us men do. And that's exactly what I'm going to do now. Fireflies win! I love knowing where Take Me Out to the Ball Game came from, but you know what I love the most? It's that it was written to encourage us ladies to yell. I don't know if that's exactly everybody. Girls can cheer if they want to. Girls can yell really loud. We even like baseball games. If you yell, I will yell right back. We'll call it a work in progress. Take Me Out to the Ball Game became the second most sung song in America, only after the national anthem. It's listed as number eight on the list of songs of the century and has become the unofficial anthem of North American baseball. Jack Norworth wrote over 2,500 songs and Albert von Tilzer produced popular songs with Tin Pan Alley all the way into the early 1950s. They're both in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Trixie Ferganza is on the cover of two of the original editions of the song Sheet Music. Though she and Jack didn't get married, she did just fine. She starred in over 20 films, married twice, and continued to fight for the rights of women and children. Thanks to suffragettes like her, the 19th Amendment, which gave women the right to vote, finally passed in 1920. And the envelope that Jack originally scribbled the song on is in the permanent collection at the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Go kid, go. Hi grown-ups. We are incredibly grateful that our show is one of your family's podcast picks. In order to continue to make the type of content you'd like to hear, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd love if you could take a few minutes to complete it. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm front slash kids. That's R-E-A-L-M dot F-M slash kids. As a thank you, each participant will be entered to win a prize pack from one of the shows, including a prize pack from Go Kid Go. Thank you. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.